Welcome back to A Pinch of Magic. <sighs> wow, it's been so long since I've said these words, but I am so glad to be finally back and saying these words again and being here to record yet another episode. Sometimes you have to make some choices in your life where you take some time out of things that you really love because of your own health. And um, that is what happened with this project of mine. But I am so glad to be finally back after this really long time. And this episode is going to be really, really awesome. I have an amazing guest uh, coming in here for an interview. So I won't bore you with more words. <laughs> and instead, I'll introduce you to Beth also called Galactic Seer. Enjoy. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me, first of all. Beth, yes. it's, <laughs> it's really lovely to have you here. And uh, I'm just going to read something from your website and then you can tell me more about you, although I know a lot, but just for anyone that listens in. And um, your website is called Galactic Seer. And it starts the about section with seer, medium, light worker. Liberate your feral, magical soul. In diving to the depths of her shadow, Beth of Galactic Seer pulled forward her inner strength, intuition, and buried magical gifts. During that time of discovery, she decided there needed to be a safe space for brave intuitives to thrive. Thus, Galactic Seer was born. I love this introduction. Oh, <laughs> I think it's yeah. uh, <laughs> it's so powerful already, mm -hmm. and uh, and I love that you added Seer, Medium, Light Worker. I feel like which also needs to be there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I used to have. I think I used to have which, and then I felt like I was just getting too long, so like I included it. I mixed it in <laughs> the things like getting all in there it is so much a part of my life like even when I do my sessions the witchy the witchiness just always comes through it doesn't there's no like separating the like holding space and energy work and also sharing how it's like connected to the earth and nature and witchcraft awesome so um how did did this name as well come come up how did you decide it yeah so i wasn't quite sure i had a different name when i first started out and then i wasn't really feeling connected to it i kept playing around with names and then one day i just asked my guides while doing automatic writing like what should my name be and they gave me galactic seer and even at the time i was like well that's kind of ballsy <laughs> that's a big <laughs> name to take on and uh, I was like, well, let me just see if it's even available. And it was through um, domains and Instagram. I was like, well, I guess I'll just take Galactic Seer. This will become my thing. And at the time, I was only, I guess, primarily doing energy work and mediumship. And I hadn't really dove in fully, like, or really expressed how I was connected to the galactic. And it, I think, gave me this permission to really dive into that realm and own it more. Amazing. So tell me a bit more about all the different type of 
healings and uh, sessions that you do. So obviously you mentioned mediumship and you mentioned something more galactic, but I know you do, you do so many amazing things. So I'd love to hear more about all of them. Yeah. Oh, and it's interesting because like it's, it kind of keeps, it's always evolving. That's what I love about this work. Mm. And right now my biggest element is I provide a mentorship for those who want to really harness their intuition abilities, especially those who I really tend to draw in like other creatives, those who want to are kind of like in their lives and like feel like they're caught in the mundane. And I always think of like the Beauty and the Beast song, like there must be more than this provincial life. Like if you're kind of feeling that way, those are kind of the people who come forward and we set up multi-week sessions of just like really harnessing like how to really get connect to your soul's desires and set them free so that's been my biggest piece and that's a big mix of like of all the pieces so mediumship comes in connecting to your spirit guides ways to um help clear blocks within you maybe even connecting to your witch wound everything really comes through in those sessions they're really like powerful and embody it all and then my um other one is like right now I have a workshop that I'm starting on October 3rd, where it'll be a way for people in a group setting to connect to their intuition and their mediumship abilities through also healing and in a group setting and also practicing with each other through the three months. So that's kind of where I've honed it in over the last like year. That sounds really, really amazing. <laughs> Just want to sign up for all of that. Um, yeah. And I know you're also doing uh, an amazing free workshop coming up yes. quite soon. Uh, yeah, that one is... Uh, just this kind of, it kind of came to me intuitively and it's a mix of the things I've done over the years on showing a simple way to kind of like warm up your intuition so that you can connect in a deeper way so we connect initially to maybe your favorite crystal and then a plant and seeing what comes forward to you and then we practice on each other like one-on-one as intimidating that might sound to some people it's actually really um has come off to be very low-key approachable and people who have zero experience come in and leave with oh my gosh i've connected in a way i never imagined so it's just how to make something that seems really complex and scary approachable and that's what the star trails workshops have become yeah awesome yeah i i remember um, being in one and really loving it um and also for me connecting in a way with mediumship that I've never had before, never experienced and never tried and actually being able to see um, intuitively some some images or some messaging and just being like, oh wow, I never explored even this and it's so beautiful. So amazing that you're offering that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been um, it's been just really beautiful to watch. Like, I think it's more like I just really hold the space and allow people like even in the beginning when I first start them out, I like this is an evening to just like set free any limitations or fears or like weirdness that you might feel around connecting and to just like go for it, like just see what can come forward because like really anything goes and to hold space for that to like really allow people to feel safe and like anything weird that might come up is just we'll hold we'll see it and we'll go with it you know not really even like 
I, I say weird, but like a lot of times that's kind of like the judgment others have around it, but like it's been these really beautiful, profound moments that people like sense. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and I can wait for for it because uh, it's at a time where I can come. So. Yes. <laughs> it's so difficult yeah. with time zones. <laughs> yeah, definitely being in LA can be tricky. Yeah, maybe you could tell me a bit more on how you got started with with all this. And I know it might be a really vague question and but yeah, whatever just pops yeah. in your mind. Totally. Yeah, I'm happy to share. So I used to be a uh, corporate designer and I used to work for some large um, organizations in their marketing team. And similar to what I was saying earlier, I always felt like there was more to this world and to the elements and was always witch curious and and kind of like fascinated with horror films, just more in the aspect of like, the things that could happen and do with like metaphysically. And I was just like, I feel like that's kind of real. Like I want to figure that out and was always wanting to see what could happen. And when I moved to LA, I was able to connect more to a community that was kind of like more open to the metaphysical. And I happened to meet a healer that originally I connected to because I was um, going through my divorce and wanting just like extra support and in a new way than the traditional therapy set reasons to um, to heal. And in the healing post my divorce, that kicked up my intuition. So suddenly I was sensing like, like energies to my left, to my right, I was hearing names. You know, I got a crystal for the first time that was gifted to me and I was hearing songs, like all these different things were starting to kick up and happen. And it reminded me suddenly of like, you know, I used to have this as a kid. Like it's kind of like it had gone away completely, even from my memory that I had seen spirits and like things that I thought were my imagination were suddenly becoming clear that this was always with me. I just pushed away for a while because I didn't think it was acceptable or that it was too, too much, you know? Mm -hmm. So that is where, especially too, when I connect with like people from my mentorships is like we really hold that space for like when it, we feel like things are too much or maybe we've been told a lot of times in our lives that like our abilities are too much because we're too powerful and all these things like it's really holding space and energy to like see that and heal it that's really kind of like where this all kicked off and then I eventually left my design job I was given a date by my guides. And that date happened to be when everyone left due to COVID. So I basically kind of like kicked off into my business in the midst of the pandemic. Wow. <laughs> you know, the most chill time to do this, but it, um, it allowed me the opportunity to almost also to unwind and to heal in a way as well, coming out of the corporate world, how things can look so different when you run your own business. That's like not a typical business. Like what does my day look like compared to someone else and like how it's different, you know, how do I, and like it, all these things were questioned, like, how do I even dress? How do I even look like, how do I do all these things? And it was just a really fun unraveling of self. And it's kind of like where I'm at now. It's just like holding space and allowing for everyone to unravel in beautiful ways yeah wow beautiful would you say that's when you had your spiritual awakening and and do you think that maybe there's just one or more that can happen throughout your life 
Oh yeah. Like, um, I definitely had a big awakening then. That was like when I was, gosh, I was 32, 33 at the time. And I full on thought I was going nuts. And I remember even at the time being kind of nervous to talk to people because I just didn't, I'm like, this sounds crazy, but I'm suddenly, you know, able to see people's loved ones who have passed away and sensing into what they're saying. And I'm, you know, and then I joined a coven. So that's kind of like nice. Like I felt like I had people to talk to in that realm, but a lot of them didn't have the same gifts as me. So they love to like sing and dance and honor the earth, but I was talking to the dead. Like, it's just kind of like a bit of a gap there, you know, like, <laughs> like what to do. So um, it's, I feel like you go out, like once you kind of say yes to this work and like this realm, you go, you kind of go through multiple deaths. So my first kind of like death and like was of my old self, that self when I had felt that the life I was living was just not all that I could be, that I felt like there was more than I, that I could offer. There was that death. And then there's the death of being afraid to tell people about your gifts. And then the death of like sharing your gifts as a business. So you kind of have to go through that vulnerability as well. Like it's all very vulnerable, like the yeah. entire process. And then also your gifts will start to change and evolve. And as they grow and adapt, or not like adapt really, they, as they grow, you have new things that you can suddenly share and you have to like go through those death in a way of just like, okay, this is like a, another new vulnerable thing I got, I want to share with people because I feel there's a need, but then it's all these new levels of like, well, will I isolate myself even more from the isolated group I'm already in? You know, it's <laughs> all these different things that you go through, but it's a beautiful process. And I feel so much more aligned with myself and my power than I have ever felt in my life. And I wouldn't change it for anything really yeah that's so powerful all the things that you mentioned I think especially the fact about your powers and and your gifts evolving I can totally relate to that I think I had for many years this conception of like you know I can do this and this is it and you know and I can do oracle cards and this is it mm. and um and even now there's just there's so many more things that are coming through that I had never considered before, you know, even just like hearing certain words or messages coming through while I'm doing the readings and just at first being like, what is this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so that's, that's really, really interesting. And, and it resonates a lot. I'd love to know more about when you were a kid and what were the things that you were seeing or things yeah. that were happening to you completely yeah it was um so I really related to oh now I'm like the haunting of hill house oh, that movie gosh, that show that. because um I was I was so I, would, I grew up one of four in a um house that was built in like 1877 and I was the second to youngest it was this constant situation of like seeing things and thinking that my like kind of like thinking my siblings were messing with me and then as i got older realizing that it wasn't them messing with me so kind of like to give it a, a bit of a context is like i used to see things and people 
And then I had like even like beings I would talk to. And then when I reawoke in my 30s, they all came back like, hey, that thing you, you know, that person you talked to, that was me. And like, you were not, you know, it wasn't your imagination. This was like real. So that was a big confirmation for me, especially like a big one was there was this reaper looking creature that was always in my closet that would hang out as like this big black robe and skull mask. And I thought it's just usually my brother messing with me and would even talk to him about it. And he would just be like, what are you talking about, Beth? Like, leave me alone. Like, I was just always this like, cause they're much older too. So like this annoying younger sister and just got kind of pushed away and never answered. Like, I just thought they were always, like I said, teasing me. Then it, it came back years, like in my thirties and was just kind of like, hey, still around. So, um, <laughs> That was like a really like like a big like awakening moment for me too. It's just to have these creatures like beings come back and energy. So I my, I was talking to my mom recently. She said that I used to have an imaginary friend named Jessica, and I'd come downstairs and like request like cookies and things for her. She brought up because I was talking about my spirit guides and how I have one named Jessica, and she was a sister in a previous life. And she's like, "Oh yeah, you talked about Jessica a lot when you were young." so just little things like that, like um, we had happen. And then the house in general just has ghosts and spirits that were there. They're always with the house. People who used to live there, like there's like a nanny figure that was always around. We have um, just like beings that would like open the doors and close them, different things like that. Like living in a haunted house growing up was always like a bit intense, but I guess once I left, a lot of the activity left too with me as wow. kind of like this beacon for them. So that's kind of a thing. So if you have a little kid who sees a lot of imaginary friends and suddenly the activity in your house kicks up, you might have a medium as a child. <laughs> we kind of like become these beacons of lights, you know, wow. for the other side. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, I also love that just like you know, when you're 30, they come back and like, oh, hey. Yeah. Still, still here. Still yeah. <laughs> love that. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. Are you going to listen to us now? <laughs> yeah. And not be scared, basically. Because I had a lot of um, going to bed was a really scary experience mm-hmm. for me. Like, I, I wouldn't say I really had like night terrors. I just knew that the activity kind of kicked up then. And that's when I would see like hands reaching across my room and taking toys or like stuff moving around. And like, it really was like unnerving. So I had a hard time going to sleep as a kid. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be a bit scary. Um, yeah. Wow, that's that's so fascinating as well. Um, do, you, do you think that that's something that everyone can develop a bit? here and there at least or that is just just certain people that kind of like you know as a kid you kind of like get it and and you'll you'll get born with it or you don't yeah I I feel it's a mix like I really believe we all have an intuition a natural gift and society kind of tells us a lot that it's too much that it's like they want to like remove us from our intuition because it's kind of like our personal power and trust and when you remove that from people then they're more likely to just kind of like do what you say and go with the flow it's kind of like when we're young they cut off our whiskers and then tell us to maneuver through the world still 
and we're all kind of like wobbly and feel like kind of like what I felt was like I felt like there was more to life than this like I don't know I was like I feel like there has to be something more powerful to connect to and then that was my intuition and then my intuition happens to also be connected to mediumship everyone shows up in different ways you could just have like a really strong intuition like a gut feeling and also kind of like sense other people's energies or you can like hear things or taste things you know everyone has different clairs that show up in different ways and um that's the beautiful part about it and why i have like i mentioned before like my mentorship is like it meets the people where they're at it's not like a cookie cutter system because we all are so different we all have this potential and to see how it can like evolve for you personally you know whether that's like just being in a boardroom and saying like hearing about a project and you're like i don't feel good about this i don't think it's going to work out or we need more time that's your intuition kind of kicking in like however that shows up for you you know it doesn't have to be becoming a witch you know it could be at whatever level you desire I love that. And also love what you said about the cut off our whiskers and all those to navigate. I was like, oh, wow, that is so powerful. And just like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like they remove us so much from our our connection to energy, like kind of like life force energy. You know, like we're constantly as a kid indoors at a desk, not like really allowed to move or like be creative I remember as a kid just like always want to be outside and thinking like that's where the knowledge and information is like why am I in here learning this you know and um sometimes connecting back to that like feral third grader is almost like someone like my biggest source of knowledge you know because she was really connected to what mattered in a way yeah yeah I mean me as a as a kid I just was always surrounded by nature I was always making potions and trying to do remedies and always surrounded by animals it's like I had no fear of of well apart from snakes I guess (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I mean I would literally walk up to any big giant dog and knowing that they would never do anything to me or mm. any sort of animal and I always had that love that but yeah that's yeah. little witch in me <laughs> yeah that's powerful and I you know it's that's kind of like a big thing is like going back to your childhood those things that like lit you up then is kind of like your magic now you know I also made potions and wanted to be out in nature and just like really felt grounded then and that's like what we have to get back to to remember like our power and like what brings us joy you know mm-hmm. and it's kind of something cool like if people like want to think about like what made them excited when they're little and how can that show up now for you that's a very good question yeah so I would love to know um how did you get started with um with tower and oracle cards yeah so Kind of similar, like I was, um, I was really always curious about them. I thought they looked really cool. I loved, like as a former designer, just loved the visuals and like the aesthetic of it. Um, and I remember picking it up and not really like totally like resonating with it quite yet. It's like, you know, playing around the card, but then like the idea of like pulling cards and then like 
reading the book and like trying to understand it was like a really frustrating process for me. And then um, at that point, when I was really getting into it, I had been connected to my spirit guides and doing automatic writing with them every evening for about a year or so at this point. And then one night, I just had a dream that my one guide came to me and I sat across from her like at a table in like the mountains in my dream and she just went through every card with me and what it meant and kind of like intuitively connecting to it and then after that like this is like the this is probably the mo- like the one gift I have that's the most surreal because like I really I could read tarot after that like I intuitively just knew what the cards meant and um and then I was ballsy enough to start doing lives. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I just kind of like dove in, like, okay, cool. Like, now I'm going to start doing this. And I hadn't really been doing it that long when I started doing Tarot Tuesday. <laughs> but, like, um, like I, I really enjoyed it and, like, had a lot of fun. It was just, like, this really intuitive um, experience for me, you know. And, I, and also now, like, I, do, I pull cards every morning. And for fun, I go on like Biddy Tarot and like reread them every single time. But like, it's this, um, it was just that confidence of like, I would intuitively feel into it then, then look it up and I was like, okay, I'm on it. Like I'm getting this. And to just then trust that that was going to continue to happen. And if it wasn't like, I, cause I kind of had this feeling like how I see Tarot is you could pull the same card all day long for um, people and it would mean something different for each person. And I intuitively kind of kick into that, like tapping into what it means to them in that moment and um, how it relates to them. Like I'll get like sensations in my body. I'll get an intuitive hit. Like there's different things like, you know, we could pull the death card all day long and it would just evolve each time. Yeah. Wow, I love that. Um, first of all, I might have to contact my spirit guides and ask them yeah. to do the same. Uh-huh. Uh, that is just so powerful. Uh-huh. Just like, and then I woke up and I knew the meaning of all <laughs> the tarot cards. Um, yeah, I-, I love that. <laughs> um, I feel like um, I am that way with oracle cards that are more like I just I just managed to connect more intuitively with them and just like this is what I feel this is um and I think with tower uh I do sometimes but it takes me longer I think Mm. it's because I'm just uh there's a a block in my mind of being like well you know tower are supposed to have all these different meanings so yeah I'm supposed to know the different meanings in the books Mm. instead of like trust your intuition um yeah but which is totally not the case because it, it goes back down to your intuition. But so I feel like with Oracle Karik, I can just go into like, this is what I feel. <laughs> yeah, there's a freedom in it. And I, and I think, unfortunately, like I had seen tarot classes. Like I even went to this, like, this whole pagan camp thing like the summer before and saw there's tarot classes and just whenever I thought about going, my energy kind of got sucked away. And I think it's even exactly what you were just saying. It's like, I didn't, it's like my system didn't want to learn the foundations because I think that would have definitely been a big mental block for me because I've been like, oh no, this is what it means, but I'm hearing this. You know, like even a prime example is the Three of Swords. 
like a lot of times people, whenever they discuss that one, it's like heartache, um, pain coming to you. And a lot of times like, you know, I'll die on this soapbox, but I really believe that it is an invitation to move from the stirring of your mind and into your heart and to really kind of like let the anxiety ease away and to sink back into your system. It doesn't have to be as scary as it looks. And in general, I think that's kind of my approach with tarot is it doesn't have to be as scary as it seems. Yeah. I love that. Do, do you have a favorite card? Oh, um, it's well, it's funny because I when I do my readings, I, I feel like such a masochist sometimes because like whenever like the tower and the devil card come up, I'm like, ha ha ha, what's going on? You know, like I just instantly am like, what's going on in your world? You know, like it's this um, and I can kind of feel into it too. But those cards, um, even though I feel like it's the ones people are most, I think that's why I like them too, is because like people are so afraid of them. Like you can mm -hmm. see the fear of when the, the tower arrives or um, the devil, because they're just like, oh no, especially if they have any like religious dogma in their past, they just get instantly scared of what that means. Like, am I going to get possessed? What's going to happen? And they're both just this really beautiful invitation to shed and to set yourself free. And it's not always beautiful way. I guess like, I guess I consider it beautiful, but like the outcome can be a little tricky. I do love those cards, I guess, about the, yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm the same with like the tower. I never really saw it in a, in a negative way, but more of like, you know, there's, there's new things coming and, and there, you need to make space for those new things. And, you know, and it might be challenging, but in a good way that you'll grow into what you're supposed to grow. But yeah, yeah other people are like, oh no, the tower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what can happen? And I've had some things like go down, like when I've had, so we you know I'd say I, I pull every day and some days I'll have the, ter the tower arrive and I'm just like, oh gosh, what's gonna happen today? Like I still, I know I have that, but like I know it's gonna be beneficial and like some serious things have happened on tower days and I just kind of like go with it and trust like okay that was supposed to happen yeah. thank you so much for tuning in for part one of this interview with beth galactic seer if you would like to listen to part two of this interview tune in into the next episode in the meantime bye and see you soon mm -hmm.